This is a Fubar Radio podcast. You can subscribe to the app on Apple and Android. Visit foobarradio.com for more details. Sarah Hugh and Doc Two on Fubar Radio. Which I keep <laughs> intending to alter that little Mr. DJ yeah. caption oh. there. Um, that is, ain't right. It's not PC. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Sarah Hugh and Doc 2 show back in the house and the place to be. And uh, we are never seen all together Ever. at the same time. Nah. Not even sure we actually exist. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird that we uh, got this show put together and I think uh, it's been running for three months and we've maybe done four shows. Is it as few as that? Yeah. <laughs> four wow. and five shows together. Gosh. We're going to get... But we have great company in place of Doc, so yeah. Doc better watch out. <laughs> this week we are joined by the one and only Michael Payne. Hey, it's good to be back. Yeah. It's good to be back two weeks on the trot. Yes, Doc, watch your job. I did know. you uh, Did you get any feedback? Because you were asking people how you went last week. Yeah. Yeah, it was mostly po- it was it was all positive actually, um, and yeah. So I, I have to apologise to you again Why? because uh, remember I said you were probably being biased last time. Fight, no. fight, uh, fight, fight, fight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't yeah. want to fight me, mate. No, I, don't, I, don't, I do not want it with you. <laughs> no, no, I don't. No. Aussies are shady. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Welsh. Do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> like whatever situation is appropriate. You're just came Welsh, came Aussie. Do you remember those days at school when people would chant fight? Yeah, fight. yeah. does that still happen? I reckon it does. Surely, like when. When was the last time you heard or saw that? This morning. In adult life. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, I'm joking. Oh, my um, God. No, I, yeah, I still get into fisticuffs in the mornings. No, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I reckon, I reckon uh, traditions in school, they just kind of stay there. Mm. You know, they, they, they've <laughs> fine, existed fine, as, yeah, because there's, there's not much else you can say. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If you're going to yeah, get, if, if you're if getting to that gonna, basic level of exactly, like you're just going to bay, fight. Yeah. The, the word you want, to, you know, the the, the order, the, the like demand. Some other spirit takes over. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've heard it heaps of times. I mean, primary schools are the best place to get into fights anyway, because kids are easier, much easier to beat up than adults. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. If I ever want to release some tension, I just go to primary school. Yeah. And just pick, pick on the biggest kids. Yeah. Like, start, you know the I mean? ch- start the chant yourself. <laughs> fight. Fight. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And they're like, oh shit. Just throwing but yes, you're tuned into Fubar Radio, and uh, we're going to be taking care of you until 6 p.m. today. And we've got a whole bunch of um, guests going to be coming up uh, on the show later today. We love hearing from you guys, so make sure you hit us up on twitter.com slash Radio. Email us if you prefer that. Medium Tuesday Drive at foobarradio.com. And I love hearing Fubar listeners' voices. Mm. Yeah. Give us a you call. Know, it's a Get further, deeper insight into yeah. who you be. Mm. So you can Leave even Sarah weird voicemails. No, mate. Maybe don't yeah. do that. Yeah, she wants but to hear you your voice. You can call the show, but I don't want anything weird. Zero double three zero double two three zero two hundred is the line to get us on. What have you guys gotten up to over your bank holiday weekend? Uh, I think the main thing was the fight, right? Fight. Yeah. Speaking of fights, fight, fight, yeah, fight, yeah. Fight. See, I so that would have been that would have been Jay Z, P Diddy. Uh, that, that, that they would have been the ones chanting fight, fight, yeah, fight, yeah, fight. Exactly. Getting back I, in tune with their inner child. I boycotted the fight. Oh, did you? Yeah. So I'm like the only person on earth. What, Political reasons, it. or are you just sort of against violence? Um, no, I mean, sometimes, hey, you've got to take it there, innit? No, so, um, but uh, no, I'm Sarah Love for a reason. Good no, point. no, no, but I mean, hey, honestly, sometimes it does come down. I'm, I don't promote violence, but mm. I don't really want to see people getting encouraged to, uh, you know... 
punch someone else's mm. head and just watching the onset of future dementia happen yeah. before your eyes yeah. I don't yeah, no, think I've that's got a neighbour cool. who was um, uh, an ex uh, pro boxer actually really um, he, he still lives next door to um, my uh, parents and yeah he started to get a bit Mm-hmm. Gnarly. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen it sort of firsthand. The effects of just having your head punched repeatedly mm-hmm. for so kids uh, don't don't do yeah. it unless you're getting paid eighty million dollars or above. I know. And then Floyd Mayweather, he's even like told his son that he has to like quit boxing, is it? Oh, because really? he doesn't want him to have all yeah. of these features. Yeah. And it's tragic when you see someone as wonderful as Muhammad Ali. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you know he would be in a much healthier. Medical position wasn't he if he um, hadn't like taken so many blows to the head. There is pause. there is the toss up though, you know. Um, like it's really entertaining. So hey, no, like, no, no. <laughs> as in as in he is a, you know he is a cultural icon. He is a you know even though he he had a, a history of violence, mm. he is. Uh, you know, he is this ambassador. Oh, he's a for, Don Dada. Yeah, do you know what I mean? For love, if you like, you know. And, I love um, him. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't think there's a person on this planet that doesn't love Muhammad Ali. So I think you can, you know, you can sort of tread the fine line between mm. violence and love, even being violent as a career, because everyone knows what they're in to it for you know every boxer knows that they're gonna have to catch a couple of hot ones to the yeah. face yeah but i think in the past there was less like awareness of yeah. like the long-term 100%. effects isn't it this is really deep it is. this conversation just got really deep should we deep. play a song before like we like go off on a tangent which and hug my, it out yes <laughs> my sister was telling me that i need to rename the show they digress <laughs> because i'm constantly just taking us off on some crazy <laughs> tangent but yes you are locked into foobar radio and we always have good tunes for you guys so get in touch tweet us foobar radio tuesday tribe at foobarradio.com it's gangstar my voice is so mashed today where i could probably sing in that register what happened what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what happened to Sarah happened? since the last what week? Happened? You changed. It's just um, partying too hard. Having too much fun. Yeah. Teetotal fun. Mm. That's the lifestyle. When you're out getting wild, do you scream a lot? Do you scream? Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I was get in people's faces, yeah. scream, try and stop fights and things fight, like that. Fight, yeah, fight, just fight, go down and chanting fight. Yeah. It takes its toll. <laughs> All it that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, Friday, I was at the Mob Deep concert in uh, Shepherd's Bush. <gasps> You missed out, a big, yeah. and big it's time. the 20th anniversary. Oh, I should have bought a Mob Deep tune to play. Why? So I've just like been listening yeah. to Mob Deep like all week because it's the 20th anniversary of their um, no, no, I was, I was literally saying, why didn't you? That, I that's, know. Yeah. Well, because yeah, play something from my iPhone through the um, <laughs> microphone. But um, yeah, it's the 20th anniversary of their um, infamous album. Mm. So that was like. God, we're really old. Yeah. But um, it's really cool. And it just reminded me how dope that album was. So I was like screaming for about five hours Every on Friday. Minute. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> that continued on Saturday. And then, yeah, getting drunk on really good food over the whole weekend. Then yesterday was the Breaking Convention Park Jam, which was one of the most beautiful events of the year yeah. so far. It was so dope. So nice. again, 
lots of screaming, mm. lots of enthusiastic jumping around and things like that. And now <laughs> I couldn't speak this morning. So this is progress that I but actually it's got am rich, able to I think a very yeah. rich, sultry tone to yes. it, you yeah. know. You've got, yeah, you sound like yeah, a really handsome guy. You <laughs> <laughs> sound like a handsome guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your type. But, um, no, oh, but what you. did you guys get? Yeah, what's your excuse for your voice being um, um, as ragged as mine, Hugh? Mine was similar. I was yelling a lot, but not at anything or anyone in particular. Just yelling. Oh. Just kids. Just kids. <laughs> Screaming at kids. Yes. At home, screaming. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, just on the bus, just yelling at buses. Yeah, that's what London does to you. Yeah, London yeah. does it to you, yeah, absolutely. So. <laughs> I can relate, definitely. But yeah, you were just telling me, Michael, about um, some of the activities you've been involved in this last week in uh, Deal Real. Yeah, so that was that was a while ago. Uh, that was like maybe a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, but we yeah, we were just talking about, you know, the sort of resurgence as a pop-up store of, uh, of Deal Real. And uh, there is a panel on tomorrow um, especially targeting ladies so any ladies in, into hip hop and want to pick some brains of uh, people who have sort of made it in the industry get down to Deal Real tomorrow or uh, or get online and find out how you can get involved in that um, and it's yeah it's just a much needed uh, sort of education I think that they're providing in these sort of seminars and little talks that they're um, that they're putting on mm, I've heard that they've been pretty cool mm. like Friday I think they had something yeah. dope, um, dope on that happening as well like yeah. an install with black twang and yeah yeah. Cats. yeah yeah the Switch. first one they had was a grime one which was quite funny because i i was i spoke on the panel maybe the week after the opening so they had you know um novelist and the square logan sama kano so you know it was a grime affair mm-hmm. and um i remember speaking to a, a girl in the pub one of the barmaids who was just telling me how um how angry <laughs> how angry she was because basically the whole grime scene was just sort of outside her pub and, and I was like yeah well you know <laughs> <laughs> you, you work in a pub <laughs> I don't think you know I, I'm, pretty much, I'm pretty sure that you, you don't just get really laid back nice people all the time mm. so why the musical racism eh Wow! Yeah. Wow! But no, I am meaning to make it make, t- tomorrow. I should try. I get, get to down make an there. Appearance. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Seeing as it's about like um, women involved in hip hop, mm, I guess it mm. sort of ticks a few boxes for me. Yeah, yeah. and you you you're you're, you're an, an, uh, a part of you know Dill Reels. Uh, legacy in yeah history, i mean i was you know? i worked at the original deal real yeah. store which was on knoll street so that kind of like um was a, a different era of yeah. um deal real yeah then um the vince and the rest of the crew um kind of um uh yeah they reopened the store mm. in uh with the under the name deal real and yeah then that's when you had all those other kind yeah. of installs but it was continuing on from like what of they course. built at um, knoll street because yeah. we used to have like a lot of installs there and mm-hmm. it was really like a hang out for yeah, a lot yeah. of artists so no it was um, it was, it's, it's very cool what we're doing and you know anything that brings the community together yeah, in a positive way it. that's not just about fight fight then yep. I think <laughs> it's good I all think it's it. good but no the breaking convention park jump so this weekend they have breaking convention which is like a celebration of hip hop dance culture that mm. happens at um, Sadler's Wells and then it all culminates in um, on uh, yesterday a jam in the park it's like a old school style hip hop park jam very very cool and and um, yeah, uh, while I was up there, you had like the break in circles. They had like stage with live performances. Um, and then it did make me smile because they had a session where it was um, the over 40s cypher. 
So then they had like the open mic for the, That's for the brilliant. Yeah. yeah, and then they had like the over forties um, b boys cipher as well, kind of thing. That was very slow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Assistant speaking. Gonna need, gonna need some help with this pattern. Yeah, gonna need some help with this one. But no, people represented. You know, hip hop keeps you young. Yeah. Instead of throwing down, where they just setting it down gently. Yeah, it was lots of like hand dancing in your chair. But no, it was like really very. Very cool, and um, even even still, uh, I just like the boldness of actually naming it the over forties. That is brilliant. Mike yeah. That is. I would have <laughs> just entered how, that, even yeah. though I'm just nowhere near over forty. I would have just entered that. But mm. how many people, yeah, actually stepped up and represented? But um, yeah, so me and my sisters were talking about this, and then we were kind of thinking: Are there certain things? At certain ages, you need to just stop. Right. Well, if, B- <laughs> if b-boying is one of them, um, you know, if is I'm, it? If I'm, well, if, let's remember they've got an event saying over forties. It can't be. You can't oh. be. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, once, yeah. once it starts physically, really, really hurting to do things, <laughs> anything at all, even popping and locking is like a week of yeah. arthritis after yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, then yeah. maybe still start to um, start to pull it back mm. a bit. But. And you might only actually be popping and locking because your movement is very stiff. You yeah. Might yeah. Yeah. Naturally yeah. popping. So it gives you an advantage. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. an advantage. Yeah. I, can't, I can't help popping and locking yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. So now that you've, you know, you've you've highlighted this, this is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. maybe people just entered for that. I know. And let's make it clear, we're not ageist at all. I'm, at all. I was completely pro the over forties. Yeah, yeah, and even giving them their own sections to enjoy themselves. <laughs> well, but, what about DJing? Because I mean, uh, uh, what about it? If mutual friend of ours, a uh, guy flagrant in Melbourne, he uh, he's hell. quit. He's quitting. Is it? He, he's like, now I'm thirty. I'm thirty six next year. Oh he's come like, on! He's like, I don't. I don't want to be forty year old DJing in clubs. He's like, I just don't. Really? I want to just focus on the business. Oh. But I guess so. it's a bit different out there in Aussie to how things like, uh, yeah, because you know a lot of the crowd there are probably like young and out of control. Um, so uh, yeah, mate, it's it's a bit different in Australia. I think so DJ's one though. I mean, unless you're a really really prominent DJ that has maybe produced and released your own stuff and done tours and shows like that. But if you're just a club DJ, mm. you know, I reckon at some point, what do you reckon? You reckon? Look at, look at yeah, David Yeah, I do. Do you really want to be fifty and DJing in a club? Like I said, look at David Rodigan. You yeah. know, he is a bastion for 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 for, for this the aged. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, no. For the aged DJ. I love DJ. DJs. I, mean, I, I feel like I'm getting almost too old. I'm 30. I turned 34 this year, and I've been DJing for 12 years. But you don't look a day over 33, mate. But I still feel it though. Like I, f- I feel it even when I'm in there, and I just feel like God. You know, I'm, it's I got to finish at 2 a.m. every night. Yeah. And I think and if I, there's if there's if there's a reason that you shouldn't do it. Then don't do it. Yeah, you know. But if you if 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 the amount of years that you've racked up is the only reason that you're thinking of quitting, yeah, just keep going. If the, if the passion's still there, I think yeah, keep going. Exactly. Yeah. I think people can do anything they want as long as they're enjoying themselves and not That's hurting it. other people. One That's of my it. all-time favorite DJs, like one of my biggest inspirations, is a friend of mine, Tony Monson. He's uh, 70-something, but he's mm. kind of like the equivalent of David Rodigan, but for soul music out right, here kind of right. thing. But, um, I mean, he's like a Don DJ kind of thing, and he's still as passionate and on it <laughs> exactly. as, like, yeah. more so than even you got, you know, you've got someone young for, as myself. If there's, no, if there's no older people in the scene or, or, or sort of participating in the culture, then there's no one for young people and upstarts to look up to, I think. 
Mm. You know, if everyone just kind of bows out at 30, yeah. then who are the older generation for people to look up to? There, yeah, there I guess rapping one. and hip-hop is definitely like a good, um, yeah, like you, a good example yeah. of like people who are older but still, I mean, a lot of people still feel Jay-Z's like one of the coolest Exactly, on he's, the, he's raps Benjamin Button. Yeah, I, I genuinely think he's wrapped Benjamin Button. Even if you look at his the, the way he's uh, portrayed himself, his image when he first, you know, reasonable doubt he was this mafioso. Mm. You know, he, he had that image, uh, and, uh, and that kind of gave this sort of mature. You know, outlook, he's good at right? adopting whatever image is appropriate for yeah, that time. Exactly. To garner success exactly. isn't it but I'm wondering what the football listeners think like are there certain things that need to stop <laughs> when yep. you get to a certain age Q's yep. pretty firm on the uh, no. the day you hit 35 is a wrap for you yeah. DJ I'm not, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think that but I think um, I think it just does depend on how you feel about things do you know what I mean and for me I just I don't know maybe I am just getting older and that's just these are all the telltale signs these are all the telltale signs <laughs> but what do you guys think hit us with a twitter at foobar radio tuesday drive at foobarradio.com is the email or give us a call on 0330 what things need to be stopped what do you when reckon? you get to a certain age you don't even necessarily need to be old because like to me I was talking to my niece the other day who's 11 and I was just talking about brats like I ain't got time for brats whether mm. you're two years old or you're 42 mm-hmm. so like I was saying to her it's different if you're a toddler but once you get to like I'm sorry five six years old certain behaviour needs to be stopping yeah <laughs> and so it could even be an age as, as young as 10 kind of thing mm. so, but what things need to be stopped at certain ages I reckon stop Let wearing flat brim caps after 30 yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, 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 that's a strong one, actually. That's a strong one. Yeah. Unless you're a baseball player. Yeah. Even then. Yeah, yeah. Even then. Yeah, but hit right. us up. Let us know what you guys think. And coming up very soon, we have a super mighty, mighty special guest. So yeah. keep it locked to Food Bar Radio. You're tuned into Sarah, Hugh, and Michael. And that's actually a track from The Last Skeptic. Who uh, he was a guest on the show a few weeks back. Yeah, with Doc and I, good friend of mine as well. And me too. Ah, he's a Maybe good he's of all like of us. Uh, what's his name, Kevin Bacon. Like <laughs> everyone is everyone connected in the world. Li- yeah, everyone knows the last skeptic. <laughs> I think he did, you'll be we, happy about that. He put on an amazing show, um, Shoreditch House. The other day, I was uh, lucky enough oh, to be yes. part of that as well. I met to make brilliant. it. Brilliant. I think I was always somewhere was or something rubbish brilliant. like that. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to the last skeptic, Andrew yeah. So looking forward to more music from him. But right now we have a super super special guest that I've been hyped about us speaking to yeah. him for ages Mr. Cool Keith are you there on the line? Oh uh, yeah yeah how you doing? Yes I'm good <laughs> This is actually happening <laughs> Welcome welcome you know what I, but what should we be calling you because you have so many different personas as an artist like over the years like how do you want to be referred to nowadays? Uh, Cool keys. Cool keys. I mean, you know, I, I did a lot of personas. I did Octagon. I did Black Elvis. I did Papa Lodge. I did Matthew. I did, you know, of course, I did a lot of them. But um, as more in general, it's Keith, right? Cool Keith. Okay, I've got to say, Cool Keith is my favourite, and it has to go down. For me, I was having a conversation not long ago with uh, Pharaoh Monch um, of Organised Confusion fame, Simon Says fame, and I was saying to him, okay, who do we think is the coolest MC ever in the history of hip hop? And so we broke it down to, okay, Slick Rick, Rakim, and Cool Keith. Yeah, 
So I think sticking yeah. with the cool Keith, you, you've got, got to keep that going, man. <laughs> but what? Oh, that was cool. That's very cool. <laughs> Way cool. And like, what have you been up to recently? Like musically, what's happening in Cool Keith's world? Uh, well, I've been producing a lot and programming beats, and uh, you know, I, I used to beg Fed and T.R. Mo to show me how to do beats and stuff. So I started learning myself and. For the last couple of years, I've just been producing. Um, I got a little production. My number one producer stuff with my ID. I always had um, number one producer on tracks. That's me. And, um, I've been producing and trying out different things. And uh, I got a couple artists. And I still make records regardless of being with a record company or not. And I, I still tour and go on the road. And, yeah, it's interesting. You know, I still make records. I still mm. make records regardless of, you know, some artists only work when they have a record deal or they don't have, you know, I work regardless. You know, I haven't been signed to a label in about maybe 10 years. I know, but it's now, interesting that you mentioned that, actually. I still do more than a person that have, have a record deal. I know, but it's interesting that you mentioned that because I was curious, like, you know, you coming from the ultramagnetic MCs stardom, like, originating there, like, the industry was such a different climate then, such a different terrain to, like, what people are dealing with now. Like, how do you think, what are the differences between how the industry operated then to music business well, today? Well back, well, back then, um, you know, everybody was... You know, it was real personal. The promotion was more re reality. Even like when you look at when Puffy had Bad Boy marching around the streets with the signs, and yeah. that's how you know we used to give out flyers and posters and flats. People could take them home and hang up. It was more personal and more uh, social, more more live socially um, promotion. People walked around the street and handed out everything, and you know, stickers was on poles everywhere. Now people. I've gotten kind of more lazier, you know. Because uh, the internet. They feel the internet became the best way to promote a record, but people forgot about just going out, like, really touching people, and, you know, just talking to people in general. And, and Selling mixtapes out the car boot. <laughs> no. Yeah, talking about, your, talking about your album coming out. People don't do that no more. Everybody mm. want to sit through their phone and... and Get hits and on the up. internet. Yeah, tell a few fans about their record coming out through the phone. I mean, it's cool, but it gets lazy. So everybody wants to stay in the house. You know, a record company used to get building with like seven floors in it, and you have promotion companies, you had the photography company, you had different departments, the digital company, the, the legal department. Now it's like um, a record company is two people with a computer. <laughs> Which, in a way, is a great thing because it opens it up to more people rather than just the select few. But on the other hand, um, I mean, you were there um, in the AEC seeing how things were operating firsthand. Like, I just have much more of a feeling where things were being dictated more from the ground up, whereas now you have, like, this whole machine that's creating these brands you know, whereas right, like there was right. more focused on, on the artistry, like who's dope? Okay, you, cool, we're going to put our efforts into you. And then that got spread amongst the atmosphere. Is it, would you, do you think that's fair to say? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not knocking what's going on now. I mean, I, mm -mm. I, like you say, you just have to adjust, basically. Yeah. Hey, man, it's good to hear you've been so busy. I, I heard a rumor just a little while ago that you were looking at, you're thinking about retiring from music. Is that true? Uh, not, well, I mean, 
I, I get bored with the, you know, sometimes I get bored with hip-hop. I mean, you know, a lot of people haven't seen hip-hop. I think I've seen hip-hop the most. You know, people didn't get a chance to see they, the graffiti. They didn't get a chance to see people break dancing. I they wish I could <laughs> to rap on, um, you know, so-called backpack beats and stuff like that. And, and, and you know, I think I've done all that. I think I'm, I'm done with basically that part of it. I, I'm, 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 I moved on to other things and music, you know, I, I moved on to challenging myself, you know. Everything could be hip-hop, you know. You know, if you rap on a Chinese record, you know, or loop it, you know, I think people still, quote-unquote, feel that you have to stay in a certain box. You know, you got so many different lanes now of, of music now. You got, you know, trap, you got the regular jazz, you got the R&B part of hip-hop, you got all kinds. I, I think all of it could be used, but I think you can't abuse so much of it. Mm. Mm. Well, what other what other genres have you been getting into? What other stuff? Well, I, mean, you know, I see a lot of rappers having struggles with it all. Staying current and staying uh, relevant is that I had um, Ben did the thing. I, it, it goes back to when Run DMC collaborated with uh, with, with Aerosmith. You know, it's just, it's just the point of I've been doing that too. Or I, I did that the same time they started. You know, with the prodigy and different electronic bands. You know, I'm the type of person to do a song with Maroon 5 whereas other artists back then they was more like trying to stay with the rules I think I broke a lot of rules and oh no doubt <laughs> that should be your middle days. name <laughs> he, doesn't cool, rules, he doesn't need any more names he doesn't need any more names he's got plenty of names <laughs> No, but who are your influences though? Because that's another thing. Like, I guess that I think is so wonderful about hip hop is that you are you, it draws influences and pays homage to so many different things. Like, you get a schooling when you listen to hip hop. But coming from that era that you were part of, like the seventies, eighties, you saw the graph, you saw all the things on, on a street level happening. Like, where were you drawing your uh, influences well, I grew from? Up in the Bronx, where I grew up in the Bronx, where all the I, I grew up in the Bronx where all the stuff evolved from Amazing. international. So I got to see that all that stuff grow from a plant, which, which made me uh, a real industry that was that came from the essence of it, from Dan Bada, the T connection, you know, wow. all of that. I grew up with them. They was rapping before me. I mean, LL and uh, Houdini and Tila Rock and all of them had records out before me and, and stuff like that. You know, Amazing. I was walking around in the Bronx with Greg Nice, you know, eating Chinese food. Oh my God, I love and, him. And, and and that was me. So I grew up amongst all that stuff. And then Ultra came out in that second level. And, you know, KRS One and Boogie Down Productions was a part of Mastermind Productions. Was Chad was doing a lot of beats with um, KRS and um, Scott and stuff. So we, we like, like Boogie Down Productions. Could have been ultra magnetic. Uh, we could have been with them. It was just one one apartment full of. That was uh, two people. That Amazing. People. And what about beyond hip hop? Then, like, what artists, like music, have you has inspired you? Uh, well, I grew up listening to like Heatwave. I thought me. It took me a long time. I didn't know Heatwave was from from the British, from 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 yeah. the British. 
But I, I, I always thought they was from America. Then I found out their research with certain groups was from, you know, like you know, like Cool and the Gang and all of them, and and who else was like a lot of funk groups came from um, Ohio and Cincinnati and the Midwest. And but I, I, it was shocking when I learned Heat Wave came from the British, and <laughs> I was a big fan of Heat Wave and Slaves and um. Oh you my know, God! I just I didn't really listen to. It. A lot of jazz. I grew up on like confunction and, and, and slave and, and heat waves and, and, and brass construction and a lot of stuff like that. I, I always record I collected. I um, always assumed you would be a Parliament Funkadelic fan. George Clinton. Yeah, I listened to that stuff. I, uh, cameo. I, I, I had, yes, that cameo. was the stuff I was buying. I was buying that stuff in the past, like when I was little. So that inspired me to go make kind of funk influence records that I made myself, you know, and then I listened to the Neptunes, they came out, but I was doing the stuff before Pharrell, when when, when he used to be funky, before he made Happy. Shots fired! (laughs) Before he was biting Marvin Gaye. Before he was biting Marvin Gaye and had to get shut down. (laughs) He took the the sound of Marvin Gaye and of course, nobody, everybody knows he, he, I mean, he never gives... Curtis Mayfield is props, you yes. know, but he sounds yes. like Curtis Mayfield. Glad but, you said you know, that. I guess what, what people don't know won't hurt them, you know. You know, but I know myself. But exactly. I mean, he's a good artist. He's a, I, I'm not knocking what he does. He's a good artist for what he does. But you know, but I know what where everything came from. Exactly, so and that's lot, why it's I just, think... It's just, it's, just, it's just the young kids don't know any mm. better, you know. But you see, it's know. not fair to so, take advantage of these young kids. That's why I feel it's the responsibility of the older generation to make sure stories are getting told correct yes. and think people are getting schooled yeah, yeah, so yeah, then you can't yeah, just pull uh, the wool over kids' eyes and they're like, yeah, blurred lines, it's and original. Then, and then the other thing as well is that it's good to open people up to more artists. So yeah, if you go, hey, yeah, you really yeah, like this yeah, particular yeah. person, like say, like, for Pharrell for yeah, as an example, yeah. going, hey, you know, if yeah. you really like this tune this was inspired yes, by, yes. My, by yeah. Marvin Gaye go and check out his back catalogue and then people get more of an insight into mm-hmm. some more, so many more amazing artists it's kind of yeah, a, shame a lot of artists don't, a lot of artists don't want to tell where they got a lot yeah. of things from they want to fame. They want to fame this sort of hundred percent originality thing. Yeah. Whereas I think yeah. in this day and age, we all know that nothing is completely original. Everything is like a hybrid yeah. of of something right, else. Right, right, right. But no, then, how? Do, what's no. your take on that? Bearing in mind, like the earlier era of hip hop making, where it was about digging and sampling and scratching the labels off of your vinyl and all of that. You know, it was it was a different setting then. But some people could, will level that um, accusation at hip hop from that era the same way people don't want to pay dues and give credits yeah I I, I love the samples stuff I still like the sample something but then I still like to make something brand new from scratch I mean it all should be in the same basket I love the people who want to make some new stuff but I'm not going to base myself on you know I don't want to take all Ron Carter's music or Ronnie Laws. I don't want to use all that stuff that they did. That's them. You know, I, some people want to, you know, build their own catalog and their own um, legendary status or legacy and say they made some brand new stuff. Mm. So that's one thing I could say, you know, just like Confunction made records, I made Black Elvis and, you know, I made original albums also. So... I don't want to, you know, you can sample stuff too, but still, you know, you don't get that full credit of being a 
true originator. Mm. I think if I could just sort of interject, I think uh, I think back then as well there was there was more of a there was actually a culture of crate digging. The fact that a lot of producers sort of a uh, you know, prided themselves on digging in the crates, kind of made it obvious to people that they were getting this inspiration from other uh-huh. music, from, from music that had gone yeah, before yeah. them. But I, I think I, now I, I people never... are dropping all these tunes and aren't, you know, right, like right. Sarah said, sort of paying homage to the originators and saying, okay, and like you said, if you like this, go and, go and you know, for instance, I, I, I don't know if you've heard, there's a, a British singer-songwriter who, who I'm friends with, Ed Sheeran. He used to cover um, a song called Wayfaring Stranger, which no one kind of mm. knows who wrote this song but a lot of people including Johnny Cash um, have covered this song it's a, you know, it's a famous right, folk right. song he used to cover a version by a guy called Jamie Woon and when he played mm. it live he used to tell people Jamie Woon's album is out now Mirror Writing is out now go and get that album if you like this song yeah. go. and for me that's the ultimate you know paying homage to where you got the inspiration from but then you get artists you know like Pharrell that will drop a tune called Happy or will sing like Curtis Mayfield and but then isn't it Ed Sheeran know. who does that song that sounds well, well, uncannily well, like well, the Marvin Gaye let's get on and that really aggravates me because I'm yeah. a major Marvin Gaye fan is, Ed, Ed knows this himself and so he, how did that end up happening if he, he knows the well, song well, well the thing about it is that um, you know <laughs> Some groups are very, you know, some people are very arrogant. But, you know, I've never <laughs> heard an interview one time when he said one of those type of people that, you know, with the familiarity that he said he would like. But, you know, I, I never heard anything like, I mean, people think it's brand new. And that's just up to them to feel that way. But I I, I hear it all the time. Mm. So I already know, you know, I, I, I listen to the Superfly album, you know, I already know, you know, so... <laughs> You know, I listen to albums before it. that, so. But uh, my thing is that, uh, it's just that, you know, you can, uh, digging in the crates to me is very, it's cool. It's a cool thing to do, but Super I think it gets trendy also. I think still with those groups like, you know, Heat Wave and them, they didn't have nobody to sample from, they, you know, confunction in them. And, you know, I was looking at a thing with um, Nile Rogers with Sheik. It was like, wow. I didn't realize they did so many things. Yes. You know, I just thought they was just Sheik. And I was, you know, it's then crazy he was having an interview. He was saying he produced David Bowie's yeah. album and he did stuff for so many other people. Mm-hmm. And, the era know, of um, the baseline. Dying, they were like um, running um, things dying, then. You know, they did stuff with Diana Ross. And, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know. know Even influencing um, the Smiths. Even, uh, yeah, so... You know, I just thought there was just one group that just did their own thing, but behind nice. the scenes, you felt, you felt, and you know, I've got to see that they was a part of a lot of other things. That whole era of pop, they really dominated so yeah. so much of yeah. it. But I'm loving all the like the references that you're pulling up. But what are you working on at the moment? Like, what's happening in your world? When uh, what should people be keeping uh, an eye out for? Uh, me, we just finished. Uh, I just finished. Uh, I just finished something that I, I I got back again. We are, you know, I just finished the big secret album again that everybody wanted to uh, see see again. You know, the characters came back and it's a big surprise. You know, mm. <laughs> I just finished I just finished the big secret. So, um, well, when is that again. coming out? Uh well, we we just finished <laughs> it. Uh, I finished it, I think, last month I finished it. Okay. Um, of course, you know, you know, people are waiting for that, of course, and that's with, uh, you know, me and, you know, everybody's back on deck, um, DJ Kubert and everybody. We just knocked that out again. So, 
Cool. You'll, you'll hear about that. I'm, I'm quite sure you're, you're going to know what that is in a minute. And, well, you, uh, yeah, you got to make sure you hook <laughs> us up with the uh, tunage. You know. And what about, like, visiting us in Europe? Have you got anything uh, like that coming up? That's, uh, uh, in Europe, i got some shows coming up. Um, me, um, I'm working on my album, my number one producer stuff, and... We, you know, I just finished a lot of things. Um, I just make records regardless because I like to make records. Whereas everybody else um, made records to to meet a certain standard of the record company time. Like they want to make fourteen tracks according to the release date. I, I, I record all the time around the clock without even knowing when a song might come out. I just keep making songs and piling them up and making songs. I, I make songs kind of natural like Prince. I, I, I record all the time just making songs and making them and making them. And, you know, I, then, you know, I could stack up maybe 100, 200 songs a month and, and start, like, you know, just keep Putting making Putting the project together. Well, we look forward to hearing it, and you've got to make sure you keep us posted if you're in London. Please, please come and see us in the studio at FUBAR. Oh, yeah, i like to, you know, definitely tell the people out of London, you know, thanks for being, you know, there for me from day one since I landed off the plane when I got off in Europe, you know, when the Ultra first landed. Aww. You know, I felt, like I, was, I felt like I was the Beatles, you know. Yes. For real, you know? we love you here. Come back. <laughs> Uh, well, I remember when I first came to London, um, some kids <laughs> ran up to me in the street, and they was like, "Oh my God!" They seemed like they wa- was gonna, they wanted to faint because they was like, "I never thought you would come over here." And that's when we first first came to Europe. And oh I, my I goodness! Well, next time but, um, we talk to you, I definitely want to hear all of those stories as well. Because yeah, that's oh bad. yeah. Well, ever since then, you know, I've been to Europe a lot and traveled around the world. But I, I should be over there. I think. Um, next month I'll be in Europe next month but uh, it would actually be fascinating to hear from your side because I've heard so many people who were at those shows on that first Ultramags tour and everything and um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, I was with, far too um, young to with, be out with, uh, with, yeah with Tim Westwood and everything he was showing us around and that was my first time in in, in Europe that's and a so, classic era mm. for hip hop out here seriously <laughs> yeah. so yeah like it would be great to catch up with you again in the future so make sure you keep us posted um, with any of your tunes and thank you so much for chatting to us today it's been a real thank pleasure you, thank you very thank you too and everybody as well um everybody be safe and have a prosperous future yes bloody positive yeah. Yeah. that was uh, mad um send eric your uh, email um uh, maybe i'll send you a couple of leakage you yeah, know, a couple of exclusive to play for the, you know, I want to send you a couple of exclusives and stuff. Can't wait. So, yeah, we'll catch you up know. again and, soon. And I, and I, that's a good thing, too, you know, people are not dropping exclusives anymore, you know what mm. I'm saying? That, exclusive. That's, you know, people need that. Everybody takes too long to make a record now, you know. What happened to in, in, in the 80s, a lot of the, you know, artists that was my um, artist mates back then, they, they can't make a new record. I don't know. They they can't adapt to the time change. Well, my my style was always, always futuristic, so mm-hmm. I, it just kind of blended into the future anyway. So I don't have a problem writing. You know, my writing is still up to date and cadences. I don't sound, you know, which you've always been so I'm, influential on that front. Like as a rapper, you know, to some of the most complex rhymers around today, you got a reference, Cool Keith. You know, mm-hmm. when you think of those guys yeah. as well. 
So yes, well, we can't wait good. to hear it. And I, you know, I've, I've got to throw it back and drop an Ultra Mags tune for you, uh, Fubar listeners. Thank you so much for joining us, All right, Mr. Cool Keith. Happy as well, y'all. You. Peace out and love and like said, remember original. He's the best. Yes. Okay. So here it is. I absolutely adore this song. One of my all-time favorites. It's a certified classic. You know I had to take it there. You know I had to take it there. But much love. Thank you so much. Yeah. Peace out. You take care. I see you later. Bye. Straight classic business. That was kind of remarkable. That's a real hip-hop OG we just had yeah, on the line. that was a life goal. Just, like, achieved right there, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> I know. He even wished us like, well. It's brilliant. I like that. He even cared about yeah, our well-being. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like the rest, for the rest of the year now, I'm on a high, you know? Wow, if you missed out, you need to go and listen back to the Food Radio, Food Bar Radio podcast. We just had the man like Cool Keith on the line chatting to us. And right now, we're joined by another hip-hop legend nonetheless. Doc, are you with us? I'm here. Yeah, hey. he <laughs> Big dog. Uh, hey, how you going, mate? I've chatted to you for a while. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. We we haven't we still haven't even crossed paths. I know. I know. You came back, I immediately bounced. That People are cool. asking <laughs> questions. People are asking questions. What are you up to though? Wagwan, brethren. I'm just I'm in my trailer, bitches. <laughs> yeah, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> what is your trailer like? Uh, Describe well, it, it to me. You know, I, I'm a number four. So in, in film parlance, you basically have cast numbered from one to whatever it could be, into the hundreds, depending on how big the cast is. Um, so in, your number, your number, sort of one to ten, are your principal cast. Num- one to five are sort of what they call hero characters. And on this one, I'm a number four, so I get treated pretty well. Strong. Um, but if the one or two is not in. Then get I'll upgraded. Get a one or two trailer, Ooh. which is like. Oh, so everyone's like in the trailer. And... No, no, no. You so some people trailer. have got like the room at the Four saying, Seasons, like, and then most, Doc's in the trailer. Most days, yeah, most days <laughs> basically a trailer with a with a bathroom and a little table and a sofa, um, enough room to swing a cat. But if the one and twos aren't in, I'll get the uh, the one or two trailer, which is are like. You, are you getting all two rooms? It's a full on. It's a full-on Winnebago, baby. Swing a polar bear. Um, Get yeah. man. man. I was born that way. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the last thing that you demanded from someone on set? Um, oof. Mm-hmm. so many demands. It's hard. Like sometimes. Stop breathing. <laughs> no more breathing. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, um, no more eye contact. Eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. Just look at my shoes. Look at their shoes. Not even my shoes, man. Look at your shoes <laughs> as I pass. <laughs> Anyone you catch not looking at their own shoes is ejected from the set. It doesn't. It, I, I expect no less from you, to be honest. Mate, what, do you, what are you actually working on? What are you doing? Uh, it's like a three-part horror series for uh, ITV. It's kind of like a little mini-series um, about like satanic worshippers. <laughs> and as the, it's uh, just reflecting his creepy. normal yeah. lifestyle, really. <laughs> I, and do you, mm. you don't sort of, you know, being black, you don't die early or anything, do you? <laughs> Nah, man. I'm, you you I'm, lost the whole. Standing. That's <laughs> nice. No spoilers. So are you? Progress. And you're not the killer either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't die I'm, first, I'm not, and you're not, not the killer. Not, this is amazing. I'm Progress, man. Yeah, I'm bucking. I'm bucking all sorts. This is of like paradigm guys, shift. Man. Yeah. <laughs> This should have been a footnote in Martin Luther King's dream, you know? This should have been like a, a PS. 
<laughs> I want to see a film <laughs> where a black guy doesn't <laughs> die in the first scene. <laughs> Does not kill in the first scene. How are you enjoying the How are you enjoying the show? Justin. Oh, it's brilliant. I'm warming your seat Justin. nicely. Yeah, that's my oh, real name, by the way. Titles. Yeah, Doc's just exposed me nicely. Um, yes. Yeah, my real name for all the so, listeners is actually Justin. Justin's but you a can call name. me Michael. You know, that happens to, it happens to me all the time when I'm doing stand up. Like, I get, if I'm too friendly <laughs> with certain comedians and they're hosting. They often like you. You get this situation, and now, ladies and gents, Ben. Ah, oh. <laughs> come on, man! What the hell? Now I got to explain that as my opening line. Like, yeah, in joke. Yeah, that works okay for yeah, you. Yeah, it, it, it slips out. It slips out. Yeah, and um, you know, I don't know if you heard. We were just talking to Cole Keith of Ultramagnetic MCs. Yeah, man. How, how was that? Was he was he good? Was he good? Yeah, he's legend. Know, sometimes do some monosyllabic. He was good. No, he's he was good. really, really good, sort of forthcoming. Yeah, just yeah. asking one question and he just goes, mm-hmm. he goes, and he wished terrible. us well. He did. At the mm. end, he cares about our well-being, Doc. So I like that. yeah, he really <laughs> is cool. I like that. By nature. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, but I saw I saw um, a little ad popped up on my screen today, uh, saying that Michael Payne had a tune coming out with um, to- Tommy Lee, and I thought, uh, yes, there's a rapper who's called himself Tommy Lee, and I looked close, and I was like, no, that's actually the Tommy Lee. Yeah, Tommy Lee from, from Motley, Crew. Motley Crew, mate. Um, I've got a tune coming out with him on the 19th of May. Uh, which is brilliant, actually. Yeah, it's That's crazy. Like Nick, Nick Taylor, he's a he's an Australian yeah. producer, a big sort yeah. of EDM <laughs> producer over in the uh, down in the Antipodes, yeah, yeah. and he uh, he's a he's a mate of mine. Uh, and yeah, he's he just asked when he came over to London to record some stuff. He got me, Sway, and a few other people in, and uh, he was just like, "Yeah." As an aside, by the way, Tommy Lee's going to be on this tune. And I was like, "What do you mean, That's the insane. guy who made the first sex tape, like <laughs> Pamela Anderson's ex?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never, never I guess ever it forget wasn't again. as much a landmark for me as yeah, it was yeah, yeah. for you Have you guys. You've got to see it. I've not even seen <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. sorry. See, that's the thing, yeah, you can't forget it if you've seen it. You can't okay, unsee yeah. it. Really? It's brilliant. He, he yeah, makes he music. music. <laughs> <laughs> sweet, sweet music. Oh, yes, whoa. <laughs> My goodness. That sounds like quite a concoction. Yeah, it is. It's hey. a, it is a motley crew, if mm. you like. <laughs> Thank God you did that. <laughs> Thank you. Doc, Doc how, long are you, like how long are you actually away for? Uh, till the end of May, and then I'll be back finally. I can't, I'm sure, like, as the first show I'll be on YouTube will be somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, we'll make sure. Maybe um, it'll be me and you, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. the ice cream you man must up. have heard we're talking to you, Doc. He's rolling by right now. I know you always get excited oh, when you hear the ice cream man. Should I pick you something up, mate. <laughs> I'll get you That's a 99p flake. <laughs> Can you get me, get me an oyster? Yeah. Oh my God! You know what I was saying with my sister the other day. How grimy is whatever the hell? You, God knows if that <laughs> thing ever gets clean when they make the the, yeah. the ninety nine flake. Yeah. You know because you just see what is going in there. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a uh, few stationary ice cream vans. <laughs> you know, just cotching there, no one cleaning it. Just nah, literally that just, hasn't yeah. been cleaned since it and was made. And what do they do during the winter months? That's the other. It doesn't get clean. That's for sure. I think and they, they get terrorized mess. by kids no, as they, well. They so mess. you know they're like, <laughs> yeah, you want to. Throw snowballs at me and terrorise me. Hugh's got an amazing theory that they cook meth. They do. That's what they do. And that's where Breaking Bad comes from. Yeah. That's why, um, yeah, kids love bad ice cream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're fiended by ice cream. It's like... Can I get the rock one? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. But, um, Wait, Doc, I'm working you... oyster right now, though, seriously. <laughs> For real, though. Serious, though. If you can bring me an oyster, bro. Real, real, real talk, real talk. But you know what we were asking people today, like, as part oh. of their, your... No, they didn't. Was, um... Mm. 
yesterday was the Breaking Convention Park Jam, which was absolutely oh, wonderful. Yeah. And I was I so know, sad that you weren't there, Doc. It was legendary it was wicked like one of the best events of the year but they had this wicked section of the show they had like a normal sci-fi open mic type thing but then they had a 40 years plus sci-fi and then they had a 40 years old plus b-boy sci-fi also (laughs) but it was brilliant it was wonderful with like knee supports and everything yeah and zimmer frames (laughs) all of it and um uh so you know it made me me think about are there certain things that should stop at certain ages (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's my, I love all of the everybody who took part yesterday and I'm not ageist at all and I think you should keep on rapping mm. as long as you're mm. not damaging my ears but I think it's easy it's easier for you though isn't it like you could just keep DJing and then you'll probably get an OBE like Norman Jay or something <laughs> no one's going to question that whereas if, if me or Michael keep, keep rapping into our like 60s people are going to be like bruv allow it no dude I, I actually like, plan to keep <laughs> rapping I'm going to fully retire from rapping like when I'm 65 do you know what I mean? Oh, you, you're actually going to retire? The, Actual, the sort of at the, yeah, at the retirement age. age. Yeah, yeah. Get a pension in. You know what I mean? I, that's my plan. I was going to start when I'm 65. That's, see, that's good. Yeah. That's good to, to do that, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. You know? When, once you've finished yeah. work, you know, once you finish working for the, you know, for the gu- in the rat race, just think, instead of, you know, going and playing golf in my sort of twilight years, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be a gangster rapper. Down on wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I was just saying, like, after the toddler age, you've got to stop acting like a brat. I know I'm harsh. Mm. I'm an auntie eight times. I've been an auntie since I was five. Mm. I ain't got time for brats. So I'm wondering, are there certain things that need to stop at certain ages? And we've been asking the Foo Bar Radio listeners, but Doc, Doc what do you reckon? Have you got anything that you, re- you well, think I would there's say, a clear cut I would cut say off? drugs is, is, is a big one. <laughs> there's, a, there's a point where you've just got to say... <laughs> You know what? I'm bored of, of me and my, uh, and my, your my behavior. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and this it's ice cream van. <laughs> Again, I reckon and that's something I'm, for I'm 64. I'm truly hoping that day will come for me mm. one day. We all I'm do, sure mate. We all hope that. We did actually get an email in at uh, Tuesday Drive at foobarradio.com. This one's from, uh, from Declan and Kenzel Rice, and he says uh, he's just hit 25, he's feeling old. Yeah, he wants to know, is, uh, is it too late for me to go to festivals? I don't want to shame myself in front of the teens by looking like a grandpa. 25. Hold on. So I was like, did I miss here? That makes me feel really yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> you should I'm, be in the I'm easy take in the piss category. Right? Right? Yeah. 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 25. Outrageous. Yeah. That makes me want to kill him. Is it yeah. Declan? Declan, mate. Declan. You are an idiot. I'm sorry, mate. Declan, you're just yeah. a baby. It's okay. Dude, that said, you can be a grandpa at 25 nowadays. Yeah, that's true. If you work yeah. hard enough, <laughs> and, and your kids do as well, then you know what I mean. That's a, that's a dream. <laughs> Gosh, that kind of like seriously insulted all of us, Declan, as well, man. Yeah, now dude. I'm like, come on, man, you're just questioning you're just, my this, whole life. You, you've got a good sense of irony, or you are genuinely an idiot, mate. No, Declan, you're all good. Mm. Seriously, you rave it up as much as you like, mate. Yeah. I take my parents out to hey. hip hop jams. Oh, what, we, we have another one. Have another one. This one uh, Zoe in Brum. She uh, says she's 32 and feels a wee bit too old for kissing hot young boys now. Never! But I enjoy it so much, so I ain't stop it. You're in your prime. You should stop. You're in your prime, 32. You're literally in your prime. I'm loving it, Zoe. What's hot young boys though? Like 16? How young is she? She didn't say men. Yeah. She said hot young boys. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you need to email when, us when, back, Zoe, and verify. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't real. need to call the police on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Tuesday drive at foobarradio.com. 
are there certain things that need to stop by certain ages let us know what you think Doc it's lovely talking to you as always it's a pleasure I should, before I go I should sign off by saying that when my pops was 49 mm-hmm. he went to a party and he met a girl who was 19 oh. and yeah that, that sort of kicked off took her home <laughs> got to know her he started telling her he was like a, uh, a glamour photographer when actually he was photographing um, like items for the Little Woods catalogue. <coughs> That's glamorous. But she went for it and he got he got some like tasty little snaps of her. And uh, yeah, basically pimped it out. Big star, man. I think but then I, he fell in love with her. I love think, is I love. think I remember seeing that on Crime Watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Twisted. I found those photos. <laughs> Traumatised. Oh, love you, Doc. See we'll you, you soon, dude. We'll Next week we'll chat again. I hope. Yeah, man, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll do a, a, a rap about anything next week. Down, yeah, down man, because I don't want to. I've, been, phone, I've actually been like deliberating, Doc, over whether I should sort of do this. Well, I can't feel your you boots, mate. Do it, man. I can't feel oh, your you boots, do, mate. Man. You know, though that's uh, for me. That's Pass that's your baton. legacy. Yeah, but then it's you know what I mean. If it, it, I think you can, you only pass the baton when you're bowing out, and it's just a hiatus right true, now. Yeah. You know, true. I'm just yeah, I'm warming your seat, but I'm not filling your shoes, mate. Yet. I respect Yet. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I respect that. <laughs> but have a good Guys, day. Have a good shoot. Yeah. You too, bro. You're locked in. Enjoy into- your trailer. Before I get back on set. Yeah, listen, I always enjoy it, man. Good. Next time you walk past, you see it rocking. That trailer lifestyle. <laughs> come knocking. You know he's by himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally just rocking. <laughs> rocking. <laughs> uh, later, bro. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Roots Manoeuvre, UK OG. You're locked into Food Bar Radio with Sarah, Hugh and Michael. We did just speak to Doc, but he ain't in the house. How was it? It was good because obviously, Mr. Michael Payne, you're filling in for Doc Brown. Mm. How was it interviewing him on his show? (laughs) Weird. Yeah? Weird. It kind of made me get a bit philosophical. And Am I here? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What's real? Yeah. Why is the sky blue? Had to just keep think, thinking, cogito ergo sum, cogito ergo sum. I think, therefore, I am. So that's all I need to know right now. I exist yes, right now. Yes. Don't know in what realm, but I know I exist. Wow. But yeah, you guys were saying that you watched this, um, what's his name, Mayweather. And yeah, Floyd Mayweather and, and, and Manny Pacquiao. So do we actually, when do you first see these people after the fight? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. When do you first see people after this, uh, the fight? Is that like, I mean, because they must need to recuperate for a while, right? Uh, I, I think it depends. I know Manny had to go. He's going to have shoulder surgery and stuff like that. Uh, but I don't know. It wasn't like a big, big blow-for-blow blow fight. So there probably wasn't really any major injuries, I'd say, okay. apart from him hurting his shoulder. But it was a really boring fight. And what was disappointing about it is what <coughs> it's literally was it's the most expensive fight ever in history, the largest really? purse. Um, and it was the fight of the century. That definitely was claimed as fight of the century. And it was actually just 12 rounds of really boring defensive boxing. And um, so it was it was not very exciting at all. But uh, <coughs> what I do, <laughs> Floyd, the amount of money that they are making is just unbelievable. Like I think even Floyd got paid forty eight million or, or, or something, mm. one hundred eighty million each or something like that. Mm, Mind boggling figures like that. Mind boggling. But it just shows you it's all about the power of marketing, promotion, and hype in it. Like, yeah. Just to get it to that point, because I was uh, hearing people talking about why aren't or aren't there more boxing matches that take place on this kind of level but I guess it's because he's just got Mayweather's just got such 
power over the machine of marketing mm. in it where yeah. well, I mean, he's, he's brings got, interest he's got one of the best records ever it's 48 and he's never lost a fight ever never been knocked wow. down so he's very very obviously very very good um, uh, but the, the story of Manny and what, what he's done for the Philippines and for so many people and his story of his rise to being you know one of the best boxers in the world is just so incredible he's a brilliant brilliant guy which, um, you know as we are even talking about Muhammad Ali before who's uh, uh, you know so it's such a charismatic boxer um, Floyd is—he just seems like a pretty strange dude. <laughs> he's like a pretty strange, mm. and just the, like the, literally, the, the uh, yeah, me and Michael were just talking about it uh, uh, this afternoon about some of the ways, some of the stuff that he spends his money on. It's just absolutely wild. Like he spends like nearly ten thousand pounds a year on boxer shorts. He never wears the same boxer shorts mm. twice mm. ever. I've heard, I've heard, yeah, I've heard stories about you know like apparently David Beckham's the same. Um, will that just, just wear makes a pair me of tight think whiteies and throw them away. Anyone who's living like that, that just makes me think. You're an idiot. Yeah. Too much money. Do you know well, what I mean? If you're crazy. Like, I'm not, not about nothing spending. to do with you yeah. as a sports person or the example, you know, but that's just stupid. Mm, yeah. That's irresponsible. That's a ridiculousness. Because mm. he, 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 obviously, yeah, it's a bit of a ball and thing. You don't want to say ever wear the same shoes twice. I know. But he really does that. that. He really does that. And he just leaves shoes more money than sense. Yeah. That's yeah. what that is. That's a very he's, good example. He's got one uh, bank account that has like uh, 300 million pounds in it or something like that. Like he's just, he's a real, he's really, really crazy. Just to buy a box of shorts with. Like he travels, <laughs> travels with ziplocks of ridiculous thing to spend money on. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah, it's, it's like literally all the things like, he could be doing for the world with his profile <laughs> and his bank account, and he's buying boxer shorts. Mm. And he's got like, his house in. Uh, he's got I think he's got a house in Miami, one in Vegas, and in the Miami one, he's got a fleet of white cars, and in the Vegas one, a fleet of black cars, uh, and a white house and a black house. Mad. So that both of them have white, white house with black cars, or so black you, house with yeah. white cars. Do you ever just hear so him weird. talk about like why he has that, or like no, what the motivation weird. is? It's just a, I think it's just a really, really strange dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it's probably quite normal to think that that's what you should do when you're on that level of wealth. When you're Amer- American or when you're indoctrinated with the American dream, like that's just what you do. You're yeah. ostentatious. You, you know, you out. flaunt your, mm. you know, your, you use money to flaunt your status mm. or to establish what your status is. I think, I think, you know, it's also because obviously, you know, we can sort of um, uh, pick away at all the ostentatious and flamboyant things that he does but to be to be fair you know he does employ people as well and I think that's you know <laughs> he has a cleaner he has a, <laughs> no, I don't know much about Floyd but he, apparently, you know, apparently he employs hundreds of people uh, to you know, do stuff no, I, I'm not one of the people. I, I wish I was one of the people he employed. When he wants poached eggs, <laughs> and then another one who does the boiled eggs. Yeah, someone, someone to beat his wife when he's not there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> zing! He's weird though. Do you know he, he also makes his security guards fly on a separate private jet that he owns because he's scared of the extra weight. I'll just yeah. purely out the of carbon fear. footprint, you twat. Purely <laughs> of fear, yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, you've got, you've got so much money, like you're saying, Sarah, you could have such a big influence on so many positive changes around mm. the world. How could you just throw money away so frivolously and not feel like a shit person about yeah. it? But I just Surely. think, and that's why you have to respect people like uh, Muhammad Ali so much, because he had nothing like the kind of a bank account, yeah. and, you know, but he used his charisma, his voice, yeah. and his talent to, like, to become change. a worldwide icon. Con yeah. is still yeah. respected today, and yeah. he actually influenced civil rights. Mm-hmm. He changed like millions of people's yeah. lives mm-hmm. in sure. America, sure. you know, and all over the world. Kind of like taking like the realizing how much money 
was being made um, in, with Thriller and Manila and then being like why aren't we taking this money to Africa and mm. then going to do Rumble in the Jungle yeah. you know like all of these things it's like use your brain for the greater good Indeed. I'm not knocking Floyd May- Mayweather at all kind of thing. I have You're total right. no I have total props for him like he's mm. a that he I, I know very little about him other than he's minted and he's a boxer sort yeah. of thing but you know it just dep- it upsets me to see that because all it takes when you go to certain places in the world where there's a family living on $50 a month yeah mm, exactly you know and you're with this family it's like just the price of that one pair of boxer shorts probably is more than this family make in a month. Yeah, you know, and so I can't really rate that or be like, yeah, but that's what happens when you're boss. But he's, you know, he's no, really, really well known for making he balance, huge it out bets as well. Like he with, bets like over a million pound bets on, on certain yeah, on, things. Like, on like he just weird. does crazy yeah. stuff and doesn't give a shit if he loses. You know what I mean? I heard he took a quarter of a, a quarter of a million dollars to Vegas with him in cash to blow in a strip club if mm. he, if well eventually when he won See, the fight. This is the problem with being rich. The more rich you become, and the the more upper class you become the more vacuous your life is mm. so mm. you don't know how to like actually feel stimulated or enjoy like just think, breathing do you think just by being rich you automatically move up a class that's an argument to be had within itself do you think that Floyd Mayweather is for instance because yes he's got all of this money but you know obviously it's a it's a well known fact that he is pretty much illiterate for instance so his education I think you can and be upper class and illiterate as well but no I was saying it's the same disease affects both doesn't it the upper mm. classes have a vacuous existence and so do people who are filthy rich because it's like and I think also as you earn more money you feel as though you ought to be living a different kind of lifestyle to necessarily what you lived before you need Mm. to show everybody that you are out of the hood and you're doing X, Y, Z sort of thing but it's just like whack because it doesn't actually enrich your life or bring anything more you know growth to you Mm. as a person Mm. or to the people around you does it? I think think as someone in 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 Floyd Mayweather's position, for instance, he could be a good sort of a fairy tale story for kids that, um, you know, as violent as it is, who want to be boxers, for instance, you know, I, I kind of feel because he it's doesn't a great sort discipline, of, boxing, yeah, exactly, like, that can be applied to exactly, other areas of exactly. life, and um, and I think that he kind of, you know, he is a success story. Uh, mm, let's, you know, that that's, goes without saying. Uh, but and I, and I think it's in in a, in a different way to, for instance, a rapper who comes up, makes all this money, but then they always kind kind of seem to poke fun at the, the, the people that they should be inspiring that you know that you know that you'll always hear these rap lyrics of you know for instance makes when he said I don't understand language of people with short money and you're like dude but you it's not probably too long ago that you were one of those people That's so how can you I have lost your mother to tongue indeed indeed <laughs> you've got to protect to. your ears from the parasites indeed yeah so hey um, it's like it's, I reckon it's good to sit here and, and we you know we can hypothetically talk about like, and also judge Floyd for his frivolous spends but in all honesty if you did earn that much money what would you surely you'd frivolously spend on something um i think i i pretty much think if i was to make a few million now i'd buy my parents a really really nice house i think i'd do that that would be my biggest oh, hard to cross london just broke that would yeah that would be my biggest um sort of sp- you know spend I treat myself don't get me wrong yeah. but I've never really been like a flashy person to be fair um, you know even when I, I you know no, I signed you a deal with a major label I'm, I'm, yeah. j- I'm just I'm, I'm all black I'm everything just being today, me this is just my aura <laughs> I woke up like this um, no I, th- I think uh, I think it's right to treat yourself man yeah. but I, I, I think it's wrong 
and possibly unethical to do stuff like you know buying a new pair of boxes every day when that money you you don't need to be spending that money you could mm. have maybe just maybe even just 365 pairs one for every day yeah cool <laughs> but don't spend like thousands and the tens of thousands of pounds on something as trivial as underwear yeah. when you could be uh you, you know changing uh, you know a, a kid's life you know get, getting a kid a scholarship for, for instance in, in paying for some kid's education maybe Floyd Mayweather does that maybe he's just got I'm so sure much yeah. money that all, this is all spare change from changing lives he should, um, he should invent biodegradable boxer shorts and then it would be a more ethical choice to yeah. spend 10,000 really pounds nice. a year yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, start, and start putting your bodyguards on your own bloody plane man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the first step in the right direction what about you then Hugh what would you frivolously spend money on I reckon a gold toilet yeah, something, yeah like maybe a gold bathroom, <laughs> just something, just, just That's for my right special time. Mm. Just for some, spe- you know, when I'm, you know, just when I want to just get, you know, to the office, <laughs> do all my best thinking in there. Yeah. Drop the kids oh, off at the pool. Yeah, mm. I wouldn't mind doing it somewhere a little posh. No, not at all. Why should you? Good like that, that, that's such a, it's such an intimate act. Isn't mm. it? For real, yeah. and you know what? Let's get back to this. I want to know what food bar radio listeners would frivolously, frivolously spend money on as well. But before we hear from you guys, we have another special um, person on the phone. Yeah. Oh, oh, Mr. Bonkers, are you there? Yes, I'm here. There you he is. Doing? You. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? You're welcome. I'm fine, thank you. Yourself. <laughs> yes, I'm fine. Thank you very much. Bongos is a very, very well mannered MC, by the way. I know, I'm feeling it already. We've never actually met before. So, yes, I, I liked oh, no, his uh, formal. Um, I've never met this person. Hello. <laughs> no, thank you so much for joining us. What are you up to at the moment? Where are you at? I'm currently in Collier's Wood. I just went to JD Sports and frivolously spent on a tracksuit. Yeah. I'm going to go eat some food quickly now and then I've got a show later on. That's the one. Treat yourself, Bonkers. Treat yourself. You deserve yes. it. Yes. <laughs> and what's coming up in your life musically? Like, what should people be, like, keeping their eye on in the Bonkers world? Um, I've got my, my debut single entitled We Run The Block, which is due for release, I think, on the 7th of June. It's either the 7th or the 8th. So at the moment, you know, I'm just running with that, performing it as much as I can. We just put the remix, well, premiered the remix yesterday, which features Michael Payne. Yeah. And a few others. Um, yeah, just trying to run with the campaign. I'm really enjoying it at the moment, though. It's my debut single, so it's the first time I'm doing a lot of things. You know what I mean? It's your debut single? It is. That doesn't yes. seem right. Are you sure? Are you sure, <laughs> about, you, sure you got that right? <laughs> no, because <I've, laughs> your name's been buzzing around from time, blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this is this is the first time I'm actually selling any music. This is the first bit of music I've ever sold. Yeah, you've had a massive you've had a massive presence online since um since you first sort of uh Sort of came came out as it were um, since, you, yeah. since you since you since you yeah yeah pause yeah indeed um, <laughs> so, so I suppose people would be forgiven for thinking that you have released music sort of commercially before now but it has just been sort of online on the SoundCloud um, previous yeah, to this hasn't it? Stuff, what why is that what's the why is what's the reason for that just t- just a, a t- t- timing thing or um really a big plan I had from years ago. It was just I enjoyed making music and releasing it. And I, I release a lot of stuff spontaneously as well. Because I like to engage with my fans so much. And I'm so, like, interactive online. I try to speak to everyone and reply to everyone. So I feel like I could literally say, you know what, guys, I'm going to drop a song at 7 tonight. 
and then my core fans would tune in mm. just because I'm mm. interactive with them. Do you know what I mean? And I like to do that a lot. This is the first time I've actually, yeah, sold something. So it's just like taking that step over into turning it into an actual career now as opposed to just something that I enjoy doing. Mm. Well done. How do you describe yourself, like, musically? Like, if some, if you were to meet someone on an aeroplane or something and they were like, oh, what do you do? I make music. What kind of music do you make? You would say... I would say I... I would say I started rapping because I couldn't sing and then I found auto-tune and I sing a little bit now. <laughs> you can sing, mate. <laughs> you grab me a, what is a pretty brown eyes. It, like, man, you, your singing yeah. sound this great. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. But I, I just never had the confidence to do that before. So I think, um, like, rap music is definitely one of my favourite genres, but I'm really eclectic in that sense as Indeed. well. So I listen to a lot of indie music and just loads of different styles of music. Do you know what I mean? So I, I started out rapping. I've just gained the confidence to sing more recently started feeling myself a bit so yeah I'm just just enjoying it so it's singing rap guitar music um yeah <laughs> not quite Sarah like, no. I can't I can't play guitar myself but I'm I'm actually in the process of looking for a band I'm trying to get a band together so oh well I can hook you up with some great musicians can. oh really yeah, that'd be dope. let's talk after the show <laughs> that sultry tone yeah. again I like that let's well. talk after the show <laughs> <laughs> I like what's going on here. Never met you. <laughs> but no, I want. I know you. You've got to run. Your, we've. Um, you've got important things to be doing. Um, but yeah, I definitely. I want to play one of your tunes. We've got run the block. We run the block. But do you want to hear we the remix the block, or the yeah. original? Yeah, you. You select. You be the selector, Bonks. Um, I think we should. I think we should hear the remix. No, it's only been played once. So yeah, premiered yesterday to, you know, by the mighty Mr. Yeah, Jam. Exactly. Oh, would yeah, you? play the remix. That'll be dope, man. Let the people hear that. Illness. Well, no, you need to come and visit us in person sometime at the Food Bar Radio Studios. I will do, definitely. So, and we really look forward to hearing more about the project. Mm. And anything yeah. more that you want to shout out before you're up out of here? Um, I'd just like to shout out all the listeners and all the supporters for making it possible, really making this happen. Big up you guys for giving me the call today. I really appreciate it and just no problem, big sir. up the universe, man. I think the universe is doing brilliant things for me at the moment and for all of us. So, you know, we've got to show appreciation. That's Aww. a very strong closing you, you, statement. You ain't, you ain't kidding, Michael. He's very polite. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, very I do not mess around. <laughs> I, you know. I do not mess around. <laughs> like with my guests. I'm trying to break the rapper stereotype. Damn. I love it. <laughs> That's cool, Keith and Bonkers. Yes. You know? yeah. like, I'm literally bucking the trend right now, man. Yes. I like yeah. that. See, it's all nonsense stereotypes perpetuated through rappers. Where are you from originally? Where did you grow up? In Croydon. Croydon side. Mm. Yeah. I see. Yeah, it's like Croydon. the other side of the world to me. It's yeah. like this mythical place. But no, thank you so much for chatting with us. And yeah, we really look forward to catching up with you again soon. And we're going oh, to hit thank the people too. with the Run the Block remix right about now. Massive luck with the show tonight, we're brother, and the release. That's cool with me. 
I love the professionalism that happens on this show. I'm always so prepared for everything that's happening. That's how I roll. Yeah. So I'm just talking that. on my behalf, not your behalf. You're listening to Food Bar Radio, and that was the bonkers that, that you are on. Remix. I'm sorry yes. for my complete ignorance, it's despite my job title fine. DJ, where I should be across these things. But what? who is on that track? So that is Bonkers, P Money, and Gender from OGs, myself, Michael Payne, uh, Young's Teflon, and Koji Radical at the end with that amazing sort of spoken word piece. That is the, uh, yeah, that's the official remix to uh, We Run the Block by the legend that is Bonkers. Illness. Yeah. How do you know him? I met him. Oh, we've got mutual friends and I think we just sort of met each other. We just started following each other on Instagram and just had a little chat on Instagram. And then I, I, I checked out his stuff. He's uh, checked out one of his videos and thought this guy is actually brilliant, you know. Um, and we just we just sort of live our lives as kind of mutual fans of each other. But, you know, mainly now friends and collaborators uh, as of, you know, a few weeks ago. So it's really cool oh, to... Wow, as to recent co- as that. As recent as that, See, yeah. See, that's this is the really how, good side of, like, the online era, Exactly, exactly. Linking I think there up. are a lot of, you know, positives that, you know, tracks can get made so quickly now. Links can get made, collaborations, and, and you know, that is one of the pros. Although there are many cons of the internet, that, that is one of the many pros, I feel, um, that I'm porn. accessible for Mm, all accessible for all no but it is a bit freaky how like it's you know for little little ones how um, easy it is for them to accidentally yeah yeah Rap, rap. Yeah, I think we were still on the subject of porn, oh, right? right? Accidentally right. stumbled across with us? some porn. No, no. oh, you're not here. <laughs> 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 but um, no, yeah, like I'd say that's mm. probably one of the downsides. But to other than inter- that, no, to the internet, like porn. it just <laughs> no, like for little kids accidentally right, right, yeah, seeing yeah. like okay. super graphic porn. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I've got no kids. That I know so about. you don't give a damn. That's their problem. They can deal with it. Yeah, for they need real. to police their children. That's it. That, that probably leads us right into our uh, what we want from Fuba listeners. Yes, because right? every what, week, every week we do. Are you taking the pitch? I thought you were going to press I'm, the button. I was walking in there. I thought we'd hold. Okay, okay. We are you taking the pitch? There we are. That's what we get there into. Because we, we like, you know, English people love to complain and vent, yeah. don't they? So we need to give you a platform, the opportunity mm. to vent what has vexed you this week. So that's going to be coming up very soon. We want to hear from you guys about what made you this week say are you taking a piss could be someone something it could be we've had you know we've had uh, machines have been taking the piss yep. we've had people public servants all sorts of things inanimate objects just anything, anything that's taken the piss no matter yeah. whose fault it is just where you feel like the piss has been taken from you yeah like maybe you've got a tube up your urethra <laughs> and that's taking the piss that's literally taking the piss literally taking the piss if you've had piss. one of your urine samples stolen at, yeah. the, uh, at your probation office yeah. someone has been taking it. the piss <laughs> who's been taking the piss and um, yeah, so I, I definitely have uh, something to vent about this go week. On, so I'm looking forward to mm, unleashing yes. that on, yes. the, on the masses. Maybe we should play one more track because very shortly we're going to be speaking to the man like John Z. D. Oh, on the phone, yeah. who he is the dude behind Breaking Convention, which is an amazing annual event that happens uh, globally, in fact. Um, and uh, he can't make it into the studio today, but yeah, he's going to be having a chat with us. But um, Hugh, what's up? We just got one more uh, tweet as well from someone, Branwyn74. Uh, we're asking. If you, what would you spend frivolously on if you uh, had lots of money when we were talking about and the Floyd, Floyd Mayweather and the crazy shit that he does with his cash? And she says, nothing very frivolous, but I would get myself a house. 
pronto. Damn. Sorry. It sounds it sounds urgent. That sounds, that sounds really urgent. <laughs> Pardon me, but I don't are know you homeless? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. At the moment, do you know what I mean? And if if so, how are you on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, can't afford a flight. Because that was mad urgent. Yeah, yeah, mm. that was. Yeah, She's just chilling enough. outside Starbucks, like, <laughs> rinsing out that free Wi-Fi. Like, <laughs> and someone else's like, phone. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> can I just borrow your phone just to send a tweet oh, to wow. Food Bar Radio? <laughs> yeah. Maybe start up a Kickstarter. Yeah, you know, yeah. let's let's get let's get brand when a house. No, I think that's definitely a common theme, especially. Mm. Nowadays, I don't think having somewhere like just to live hell? is frivolous. <laughs> no. Yeah, I love the way she thought that we'd think yeah. that was frivolous. Nothing very frivolous. Nothing very frivolous, but I would like <laughs> to have a roof over my I'd head. Like to at not some be point. homeless if possible. <laughs> yeah. But you know, if that's no, you're asking, asking too to, much. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, you guys get in touch with us at Tuesday Drive at foobarradio.com Tweet us at Foobar Radio, and I love hearing your voices so much. Zero double three zero double two three zero two hundred. And um, I thought I'd play this tune from Loudmouth Melbourne. Do you know Loudmouth? Of course, I know Loudmouth. Love Mouth produced my latest tune. Oh. Yeah, we played it last week. Trafalgar Square. Big shout out to Loud Mouth. Yeah. We're going to play it again. I love Why him. are we not playing it again? Yeah, we could play it again. We'll Get me that PRS, man. Up. I've already got a little <laughs> yeah. bit from the Bonkers remix. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. two tracks Double so drop. far. We're working on getting you to that Mayweather money. <laughs> so I can buy 10 grand's worth of boxes a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And give one of them to Branwen. Yes, yes. Yeah. You, I'll definitely donate some of my underwear to you, Branwen. She any needs day. to her like, I won't give you any money but here's some underwear <laughs> um, but yeah no I bumped into Loudmouth out the Mob Deep show so I thought ah, let's represent let's and play something from oh, the man this is my jam <laughs> keep it locked to food bar coming up next we're gonna have a hello from John Z D I do quite like that line, so many women, so few wifeys, my friend. Actually, I think it was Black the Ripper. Do you know Black the Ripper? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him tweet a couple of weeks ago where he's like, it's time to be sexy without showing your ass." Yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah, my I, dad I says that. to me, he thinks the most attractive thing in a woman is confidence. Oh, nice. He's lying to me. He's lying. It? That's not he's what I'm lying. like. Yeah, he's not normal anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he's not really a good measure of really what men think. But um, yes, we are. Tu- you are tuned into uh, Food Bar Radio, of course. And right now, hopefully, we should have John Z. Dew on the line. Are you there, John's? I am so there, you- man. Just about. Ooh, ooh, you're <laughs> hanging. Oh, my God. I'm exhausted this weekend. And you've been running like the most incredible event. You must be knackered, mate. I am proper knackered, and I'd like to share with you my knackered voice. <laughs> you heard me two weeks ago on the radio station. Yes, I've come down about 75%, but it's all good. It was a wicked, wicked weekend, man. I what know- did you think of it? Oh, my God. Well, I didn't manage to make it to any of these uh, events at Sadler's Wells itself, but yesterday, that's got to be one of the best events of the year, and I know we're only, like, in May, but it was that special. <laughs> Honestly, it was so special. So I'm so yeah, proud of you. Man. And I just want to say thank you, John Z, for putting something so beautiful together for the people. All for yeah. free. Freeness, man. We Our need favorite prize in the world. Free 99. Yeah. Hey, uh, Sarah, was this, was this the, uh, uh, the jam where you had the uh, over 40s B-Boy and the sci-fi? Yes. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> over we did, 40s, man. That's amazing because we, we had... We were just talking we about it before, life. John Z, about, um, you know, where, like Sarah was asking, you know, when, at what age should you stop doing things? What, what, how, what age do you reckon B-Boys should stop or people should stop rapping? I reckon people should stop rapping when they die. 
Ooh. There we is. There I love it. Go. I love it, Josie. That's hip hop. That's hip hop right there. Even if they're whack. Them <laughs> Even if they're whack. Well, hey, that's, a, that's the ultimately, slogan of the chance. hip hop thing is a voice, man. We're always going to have a voice. You mm. know what I'm saying? You know, I think about the culture of stuff like rockabillies and them old metal bikers. You see them old, wrinkly old man with their... their, their, their They're flight. dedicated, That's, man. You're going to see me. I'm going to be rocking my goose when I'm 75. Watch. You know yes. I saw, uh, I saw an old lady, an old white lady. She must have been 70 or 80 or something like that, wearing a, a, a three-stripe tracksuit. Added that tracksuit the other day. She looked, I love it. She looked thug. She I love it. Thug. I love things impressed. like that. She was definitely not too old to be wearing... That tracksuit, definitely. Not. <laughs> <laughs> You're not convinced me, but well, yeah. What, like, give us a rundown, a roundup of the breaking convention weekend. Like, what okay. for people who weren't there? What was happening? Okay, Friday night we had um, an exclusive over 21s night called the Works. Let me tell you, we had breaking, popping, but with a sexual edge. I'm talking <laughs> breaking, breaking, right? But twerking at the same time, wow. in like me. hardly Sounds next dangerous. to nothing. We had this one b-boy who was basically b-boying with his trousers around his ankles nice. and nothing else on. Yeah, um, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Basically, Philoetic Lara was kind of hosting it, and so it was an amazing night. Never done anything like that before, but it was just brilliant. Next day, we had the whole day of breaking convention, the most immersive experience you will ever imagine at Sadler's Wells. We had graffiti on the walls, which is so dope. We had the enforcers spinning in the uh, mezzanine. And the performers, man, we had Lay Twins. Lay Twins just blew up the place. Really? I was actually gutted to miss their set. I did see them there yesterday, just cool, chilling. Like, they were literally just like, we're too cool for school. (laughs) They, they were too cool for school. Um, they also had, um, we had the Ruggeds who smashed it with their show. And I just want to do a special shout out to Antoinette Gomez from France who did a track with Nina Simone where she was whacking and it was all about her being proud of her, her beauty and stuff. Oh, it was amazing, man. It, was, inter- it was just too... You know, the, yeah, no, 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 to mention the Nina Simone thing because you know they're making this like Nina Simone film. Oh, they? Right. Have you heard about those? Interesting. I have. And who they got actually? And they've got, Nina? what's her face? Um, what's her face? She was in like X Men or one of them, event or whatever it is. Halle Berry. No, no, no. But um, I know white skin, light skin, popular chick she, at the moment who does yeah, like all the black yeah. roles. But I mean, and she's going to wear a prosthetic nose. I'm sorry to um, preempt this, but are they taking the piss? <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Thank you. The and I just have to say, like, I mean, my I used to know Nina Simone. Like, my mum used to work wow. with her, and she would not have been wow. cool with this situation at all. Like, how how is it? And then it's kind of like I understand how the music, the film industry works, where they need big names to bring mm-hmm. attention to films, and that's why people get cast. But then at the same time, yeah. that's a terrible sign of the times that there aren't any dark-skinned, like high-profile female actresses that they feel that adequate to you know promote a movie Mm. Zoe Zaldana that's it props to her beautiful lady wonderful actress but come on that's the most fitting person they could find to play Nina Simone get out of here are you taking a piss I don't know who the casting dude is I don't know who cast it but blame them because Zoe's getting a whole bunch of flack for it but she's she's just doing the work where the work is you know what I'm saying so you can't really 
blame her anyway, but whoever's the casting agent, you are dumb mm. and you are taking the piss, mate. <laughs> hey, what about, what about you, Johnsy? Anyone or anything being taken the piss this week? Anything you need okay. to vent? I have to say this, right? <laughs> so, we've been doing this festival for a while now. Everybody knows it, it sells out. Yeah. I mean, it sold out a week ago before <laughs> it actually happened. But yet still, on the day, I'm getting people calling me saying, John's a bridge, what are you saying, oh, man? Oh, yeah. Up, man. Give me a couple yeah. of tickets. I bet I know who those phone calls were coming from as well. <laughs> those That's guys. why I wasn't there bothering was you like since last week, Johnsy. I'm like, I know he's like up to his eyeballs with like things to do. The last thing he needs to worry about is silly things like that. Are uh, you taking the There was the a piece? list of them. Uh, and the, sorry, <laughs> can we rewind? There was a list of them and they were all Look, are you taking a piss, mate? <laughs> yeah. You just hit them with that standard cut and paste reply to their messages. <laughs> no, I feel you on that one, definitely. But I hey, close mouth, but don't get fed. But that was the reason why on the Monday, yesterday, we had the freeness park jam. Exactly. No, but it was crazy because I arrived late, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, mm. when I got there, there was a long ass queue outside where it was literally mm. like, you know, they were one in, one out kind of business. But yeah, I turned yeah. up, I was like, okay, I, I can't be queuing. So I just speeched it. <laughs> I, it. I hate but, um, queuing as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't do queuing. No. Um, but yes, I was just super impressed with the incredible turnout. That was monster. Do you have any idea how many people were there? Um, I don't know, to be honest with you, because I was in there most of the time talking to people all day. I didn't leave the park once, so I heard about the keys, but I didn't see them. But personally, I think that we could have got a few more people in the park. I don't think it was that ram. Uh, yeah, but, um, I, I hate it when they say places are capacity and you've yeah. literally got enough room. I went to a, an event, I'm not going to say what brand um, it was, because I actually really like the brand, and they'll probably get <laughs> quite angry at me. Um, but they, uh, you know, you, 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 I think it's sometimes to just um, fame this, you know, the, it, to make it look oversubscribed so the event looks super popular. You've got a queue outside, yeah. and I managed to mm. bypass the queue because I'm one of those do-you-know-who-I-am type people. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie to you. So I made the necessary calls, got into the event, and then my mate uh -huh. literally lay on the floor and rolled around for yards just to prove how much space there was in this place wow. you know? <laughs> that's wow. ridiculous. Wow. every Protest. single person on the queue out in the queue outside could have got in and this place still wouldn't have been over capacity it was a power station for liberties mm. health and yeah. safety gone mad exactly are they taking mm. piss mm. but one of the funny things yesterday um <laughs> john c at the park jam like everyone that i was seeing it's like hey how are you doing so lovely to see you uh, you having a nice day they're like same answer came from everybody i'm just looking for uh -huh. my kids because everyone was there because it's like everyone was just looking for their kids the whole day but it was like it was just wicked like having multi-generations there so thank you so much uh, it was a pleasure man I was just going to say about looking for the kids I, I, I think that the parents were the ones that were getting lost and they're trying to blame yeah, you know so. them yeah. I think so <laughs> they were deep in the 40 plus b-boy circle <laughs> and they were deep in battle holding their reputation it's like kids can fend for themselves mm. but um, listen guys if you want to just hashtag park jam and you'll just see everything on instagram um everything check out youtube and stuff but look for breaking convention park jam i'm gonna do see that. what you missed oh, see what you missed it was wicked it was so wicked and everyone was walking around with a smile on their face and i just thought this is just vibes that it sh we should have all the time happening when, when is the next yeah. one when's the next jams coming up 
um, next year, basically. Um, but I'll tell you what, um, nice tell time for me to let you know I'm doing um, the Edinburgh Festival with my solo show, um, and that's in August. So that's going to be the next thing, big thing for me before mm. breaking convention. Amazing. Then after that, we're doing the Harlem Apollo wow. in North Carolina. No Carolina. <laughs> Sorry. I'm telling you, we going global, mate. Yes, and we're going to talk more about all of that too, John Z. But you're a star. Thank you so much for creating Breaking Convention and such a wonderful weekend that was had by so many. And we look forward Absolutely. to next, next year. So, yes, keep us posted with everything cool happening so we can shout you out on Fubar. Yeah. Absolutely, man. You guys have a great afternoon, man. You too, um, sir. Yeah, man, the sun is shining right now, so I'm going to go out and get it. Yes, get it. enjoy. Keep rejecting those MBEs, mate. Yes. <laughs> That's how we like it. <laughs> okay, Johns, you take care. Have a wicked day, bro. No doubt. Peace and love, Sarah. Bye. Bye. Same to you, sir. Peace. I do love to hear what FUBAR listeners go through each week yeah <laughs> well, they seem like such a but that's just English people yeah that's the representation I think they should, I genuinely English think they should update monologue. the uh, national anthem to just a long list of rhyming complaints <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> that would be quite cool oh but then that would kind of involve the queen in them lyrics as well because I think there's a lot of complaints about her as well yeah that's all good <laughs> yeah. that's, maybe Jonesy could write it yeah exactly because yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he'd, uh, he'd have some really good stuff to say but I'm loving Carl not my real name, Obs. He says, uh, "Yeah, because <laughs> Carl is obviously a moniker." <laughs> but I like, I love like why you ever you picked Carl anyway, Carl. Um, but yes, yeah, so Carl says because we're asking you guys what this week made you say, "Are you taking the piss?" Carl says, "My boss just denied my holiday request today. I've got Glastonbury tickets. He is taking Ooh. the piss, and I will be calling in sick." Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's that is a piss take. Yeah. Are you taking the piss? But could you, you not maybe have the piss? got the um, okay before you bought the tickets? That's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> Carl, no, but in inverted then the, commas, the, Bob's. But yeah. Glastonbury tickets, um, oh, you've got the mouse down there. Yeah, you've the got go. that you've, window. That's like an hour, isn't it? Yeah. While they, uh, before they sell out or something. Like, they sell out on crazy Literally. record speed. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. I understand Carl, like, trying to be prepared and everything. Yeah. But yeah, but no, then you've got to be mindful that half the office are probably trying to get to Glastonbury as well. And that's going to be the, that's probably going to be like, <laughs> you know, there's going to be like loads of red crosses on dates in loads of calendars across the UK, you know, spanning Glastonbury yeah. and like Reading in Leeds <laughs> and Latitude Festival. No one Work is leaving places. at this time, you yeah. know, because if one person leaves, everyone leaves, you know? Yeah, basically. What about you, Michael? Is there something this week that's made you... This week? Um, or since, since since the last show, I think the biggest piss take I've had... Um, <laughs> I like how just the standard mm. part of the English experience. The yeah. British experience, sorry. Jordan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name and shame Jordan from Rizzle Kicks. <laughs> sorry. Mate of mine, um, meant to be recording uh, a tune, uh, re- meant to be recording a verse on a tune, just pissed off to Ibiza. <laughs> Mm. Are you taking the piss? You must be, mate. He's terrible. He's, he's terrible. He's a terrible, terrible. guy. Yeah, yeah. really. Oh, I love him nonetheless. He's a bad human being. Poor dude. Sorry, mate. I called you out. Yeah, no, fair enough with no warning. But you know, sometimes when you get given those offers where it's like. Do you know, he went to me, oh, yeah, um, bad news, no. I'm afraid. And I went. <laughs> That's not a good way to drop what? it. Well, you know, the only thing that. I, and in his defense, the only thing that saved him is that. At the same time, the studio that we were meant to be recording in, um, the the uh, there's there's a problem with their fuse box at the moment, so the electrics are all out of okay, whack right so now. So it all kind so, of. But I found that out 
after he went to me bad news mate just decided I'm gonna go for a yoga retreat in Ibiza a yoga retreat as well do you know uh, what I mean? Yoga retreat in inverted <laughs> commas. Yeah, whatever. That's a piss up. Exactly. A piss up pulling girls in Ibiza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yoga name's Coke. Coke, yeah. Is that a straight name for Coke? <laughs> I would not be surprised. Oh, dear. I've got, I've got one. I've got one. Uh, Uber. Bloody Uber. Uber. The taxi service Uber. So Bloody I, Uber, mate. On, uh, on Saturday night, um, I just finished DJing and I was trying to get a, uh, a an Uber to go from King's Cross back to Shoreditch. Mm-hmm. And um, every time I clicked request Uber, it's they put in a completely different address, so I'd have to cancel. So I'd go like, every time, no matter what I did. Did you know the ooh. address it was putting in? No. No, no. So it was just some random It put place. in three different random that were all really, really far away from where I was, not even close to where I was. So every time I did it, you're like, shit, got to cancel it. So I cancelled it, and then it took, on the fourth time, it finally let me put in the address where I actually was. Got my cab. Just got a e- four emails from uh, uh, from Uber this morning, all of them receipts. Oh, the three Jesus. times I cancelled it, they charged me five quid for each one, and then the receipt for the actual fare. So that Uber one... Piss take. That one, tr- that one <laughs> trip ended up costing me 30, 35 quid. Or something like that. And it wasn't even New Year's. And it Day. wasn't even that far. Uber, are you taking the piss? Are you taking the piss? They are fully taxed. See, this is their hustle. They make out like it's cheap yeah. fares, but really, yeah. they're just pulling these tricks to yeah, pay yeah. their bills. Five quid just to cancel it. What? That's mad. Hey, we're getting that. We're getting stacks here. Oh, I, I love Keep you guys. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Tuesday drive at foodbarradio.com. Tweet us at foodbarradio. What yep. this week made you say? Are you taking the piss? We've got Vina in Essex. She's in one of in uh, Tuesday drive at foodbarradio.com. She says, my boyfriend said I should save money on the hairdresser and he would cut my fringe. It's so <laughs> so wonky. Famous I can't leave. Words. It's so wonky. I can't leave the house without a hat on now. He is really <laughs> taking the piss. Oh, are you taking the piss? If you'll excuse the pun, that is bang out of order. Yeah. It, thank <laughs> you. Oh, thank you. Just displaying my knowledge of uh, female haircuts there. Yes. But, oh my goodness. Yeah, that's her own, again, her yeah, own fault. Yeah, more fool really you is. for being sucked into that story. Uh-huh. And I bet he just spent the money on beer or something. For real. And does he, <laughs> not have a, does he not have a spirit level, you know? Does he not do <laughs> DIY? Oh, I'm sorry. It will, it will grow back soon. Mm. Uh, we've got Morgan Karina in London Field. She's emailed us in uh, saying her local news agent has run out of tof- toffee crisps. Taking the piss or what, mate? Are you taking the piss? piss. You've got to re-up. That's like the lifeline. That's it, yeah. (laughs) Certain things run out. You've got to re-up. You've got to anticipate the depletion and re-up straight away. Mm. Especially on Toffee Crisps, man. (laughs) Yeah, that's serious. Yeah. That's serious right there. Top of the confectionery pyramid. It's not like it's a Bourneville. Awesome. You don't have to re-up on that. No one buys that. No one re-up. No one buys that. Everyone tries that once. Everyone has got re-up. the same delivery of, of Bourneville as they had when they first opened their business. In 1986. No one's yeah. ever, yeah, no one's yeah. ever put in a new delivery. All, every Bourneville in existence right now is, is vintage. Yes. If you look at the uh, sell-by date, I'd say that it probably went vintage. off in like 1987 or something. Yes. Yeah. Here we go. We've got some more. Sam and Didcot is that emailed through as well. I work with someone I've fancied for ages. She's single, and I told my mate in the office. Aww. Now, the chief has taken her out, asked her out. They're going on a date. Absolute piss take. I'm livid. Sam, Are you taking the piss? You need to tell. That's yeah. cold. But that's like something out of Geordie Shaw. Yeah. Are you in Geordie Shaw? Who's yeah. this <laughs> Sam. Yeah, that's like Geordie Shaw goes to work. And then yeah. that would end up in a threesome. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, really you would. see, yeah. you've got to play to you yeah. know, turn this into a positive. Absolutely. Glass half full, potentially. <laughs> oh, here we go. What else do we got? We've got another one here. Um, this one is from a mystery person who doesn't want to put their name to anything. <laughs> I love all this, like, anonymous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, listen, I, I don't want to be exposed here. This one is... 
always I might uh, get in trouble. Oh, I've We've had, some, had a shampoo I've, one before. Yeah, I've got we? some good life advice. This. I've, we get I've run actually out of a lot of hair stories. Mm. Mm. Yeah. This, is, uh, this says mystery person says I've run out of shampoo today and now I've dirty hair. My empty bottle of Head and Shoulders is taking the piss. Here's some life advice. Do what I do. Fucking don't wash your hair at all. <laughs> Basically, no. But uh, you, these people who wash their hair every day—that's not healthy. That's no. So you see, maybe the universe yeah. is trying to tell you something. Stop. Yeah, to change the routine. Mm. You see, we've got to turn these into positives. Indeed. Yeah. Let's spread Indeed. this positive energy mm. around the UK. Yeah, yeah. And 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 beyond. I have something which I think is kind of taking the piss. It's been a gripe of mine going for a little while. Quinoa. Quinoa. <laughs> mm. I the love sudden a bit popularity. Of quinoa. Right? No, no, no. I love quinoa. But why the hell is it pronounced quinoa? Yeah, why mm. can't we speak quinoa? Are you, are you taking the piss? With quinoa. Yeah. Like, why are they tricking us like this it's all the true, time? Yeah. I understand Making you that's sound the uncultured official... when you say it the first time until some middle class person making corrects you. you sound <laughs> mad pussy. Well, I'll have you know, it's actually quinoa. Hey, guys, you know, it's not quinoa. Can I get a quinoa salad? Oh, you say it really tentatively, don't you? Yeah, I know. And then you say it like under your breath. Can I get a quinoa salad? <laughs> but you sound so poncy saying quinoa. Yeah. yeah. yeah and you have to say quinoa. Sorry, is that yogurt bio? dynamic no it's, it's not I'll just get the quinoa then that's this fine is, this is why I love American people sometimes because they don't care they don't care about how you, the, your fancy way of spelling things if it sounds no. like a Z I'm going to put a Z in there oh. standard what yeah. do you mean an S makes a Z sound you know? <laughs> that's why I kind of I, I, I rate them a little you know quite highly no but I love quinoa I'm promoting the quinoa lifestyle but mm. let's let's just rebel and call it quinoa quinoa, quinoa. quinoa sounds better <laughs> Does. It sounds like a nice island where your mate is probably mm. going to go yeah. to next. Oh, next sounds, 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 sounds like, like patois slang. <laughs> or it's going to be Kanye's next kid or something. Oh. <laughs> Actually, um, Kardashian. I've got another one for this. This needs to be a, a shout out and also a taking the piss because um, I got a message. Uh, on my Facebook from some people that are tuning in uh, right now. And it's going to be hard for me to pronounce this, but this is the Aqua Aran San Bualo Beach in Mallorca. So the beach resort. So shout out to you guys for tuning in. Mallorca, are you taking mate. the piss? I wish I was there right now. For real. Yeah. They said free sunbeds and beer if we ever want to go there. Are nice. you taking so the piss? Are We're stuck in us. London. We're stuck in London. <laughs> taking the piss. <laughs> Pay for our flight. Just showing much. off. They're showing off. And they could go along with Rizzle Kicks dude as well. Mm. Yes. Yeah, with their lavish international beach <laughs> Lifestyle taking the piss that just takes it to a whole but new you level. You should be in the it? studio. Mm. Yes, exactly. You should be in the studio working. Keep hitting oh, us up. We've got one more. Go on. Should we have? We got time. How much time? Because it's nearly six. No, no, no. I want to um, hear him. He says this is from Brad in South End. He says I ran to get a delicious ninety-nine p whippy, but the ice cream man was just pulling off. Wait, now, wait, wait, wait. Now wait, I'm wait. craving that whippy. See, that's not a euphemism. That's not a euphemism, is it? The ice cream man was just pulling off. Ooh. <laughs> After our conversation earlier about what yeah. goes into that big vat yeah, exactly. that just lives in there all exactly. year and never yeah. gets cleaned out. Yeah. And, and, and it's just, the, yeah, the sentence afters, I'm craving that whippy now. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I know, it's not like him saying he's anything taking the piss. It's just like, it's like saying to someone, oh, what's me taking the piss this week? I want an ice cream. <laughs> um, okay, <It's> sure. <laughs> okay, cool. Kind of left field, but still, still, still glad to it. get your feedback. I'm glad to get your it. feedback. Or blaming a shampoo bottle for not replenishing itself. I know, yeah, yeah. that's the other thing. I love it. <laughs> this is just Britishness yes. at its peak. Yeah. I think another thing it. that was kind of taking a piss, in my opinion, is spending like the best part of 10 minutes on the news chatting about this royal baby's name. Oh my yeah. God. Are you taking the piss? Yeah. Like there isn't things going on in the world. This is 10 o'clock news, mm. nationwide news. 10 minutes. Like all you need to do is give her a shout out. Like big ups to the one like. Did you see that tweet? 
that went viral recently because this woman when they were having is it George is the f- first one George the first royal George baby Brad. yeah George fam <laughs> yes fam G just G <laughs> G <laughs> with a capital G yeah um this woman guessed the royal baby's name when the first baby was born. Oh my god! Exactly, like literally, she guessed so this baby's she name. She got the correct spelling of George and everything. No, no, she guessed okay. this. Is it Char- Charlotte? Is, yeah. it, is this baby called Charlotte? Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah. Yes. She guessed Charlotte's name, even down to um, just every aspect of the name, all the, <laughs> all the names. Because I, I don't oh, even like know what this kid's name is. All that yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel embarrassed that I know. It's because I watch the news. Yeah, and then you I can't was get like, away I'm from it, can you? I'm waiting for the story to end. Mm. It's just going on and on. I was mm. waiting to hear and about like. Pardon me things. as well, but I just, I just think that the um, the royal family have the most boring names in existence. To mm. be fair, what all of their names? All their names are well boring. <laughs> Harry what and do you William Quinoa Quinoa Call your kid Quinoa Call your kid Like do a Chris Martin Call your kid Apple Or something yeah, I know, you know I mean? It's weird But it's, oh. not a la- it's not even up to them It has to go through Like a whole panel oh, yeah. Of executives That's determined. Mm. And they They probably suggested Quinoa And they were like No <laughs> got fired. You can't have Quinoa Or just it's in the Tower blood. of London Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So they weren't having it uh, It's mm. true Their Let's get some big, exotic names in Says Sarah Their names are really boring But your name's Sarah Love Thank you. <laughs> and I'm and Sarah never Jane, boring. hyphenated too, so it kind of... Sp- and that, my middle name is Maxwell. There you go. I is have really? a boy's middle name. There you go. Because it's passed down through the boys in my family, and my mum on the fourth daughter was like, ain't having no more kids. Oh. So I got you get Maxwell. boy's name. Gosh, I'm so glad I was a boy. If I was a girl, I was going to be called Ang Harrod. Oh. Yeah, which is I'm a traditional Welsh well. name. Yeah. That's like, fly. Hey, really? Oh, I'm loving it. I would have been called Ang Harrod. No, no, I don't like that name. I don't want that name. Oh, no, I'm down with the no. Welsh names, especially ones yeah. with double L in and all that kind of business. The Flandidwi, is that a place or something? Yes, but it's been so lovely, as always, every week, be hanging out with you FUBAR listeners. Yeah. You can get in touch with us in between the show, Tuesday Drive at FUBARradio.com. Are you with us next week, Michael? I don't even I know when Doc is coming so. back. I hope I get the nod from producer Nat. Am I with you? I am here next week. Lovely to know. Yes, so you, you make sure you... Tune in with us guys then as well, and you know we'll, we'll be hearing what you think is made you say, "Are oh, you taking the piss again mm. next week too?" So keep it locked with Food Bar Radio. Thank you so much and, for um, hearing from all of you. Before we go, so I do, the brand new show from Justin Lee Collins is starting uh, tonight at seven pm, seven to nine pm with JLC. So make sure you tune in for that. Yes, awesome. Keep it positive, people. I thought I'd send them off on this positive note that you can hear for like 30 seconds before the show ends. Yeah. Yeah. Love yourselves. Spread that love. Peace.